All right, take three with the first one I did to completion. The second one, I accidentally hit stop recording instead of pause recording so I could take a sip of water. So this is the third and last time I'm going to try this because now it's getting kind of frustrating. We're going to do an audio power rankings week five. Usually do a written version, do it by myself. I don't mind. It's actually pretty fun. Um, I don't know how many people actually care, but I thought I would do an audio this week. See if people like it. See if people just want the written word, even though I think I'm a horrible writer, but probably also a horrible speaker. Um, you know, it's been two years since we've done any audio content. You know, I'm hoping maybe Chad and Eric listen to this, get a little excited, get a little tingles, bring the pod back. Two years. Why not? Um, you know, could be fun. Or I could just do this weekly. Or I could just go back to doing my little paragraphs uh, written. Either way, I have fun doing this. So let's dive into the week five power rankings, starting at number 14, which is Eric. Eric moved down one spot to number 13. Eric, you know, had a tough loss in week four. And Eric does what he does best when he falls out of playoff contention or he thinks he's out of playoff contention. Any full sense fire sales, he blows it up and out emerged the menu. Completely revolutionized the trading game, possibly forever, possibly just aiding Eric's crippling trade addiction because it's working. He trades DJ Moore, AJ Dillon, Alexander Madison, Michael Pittman. Huge, huge blow up. He gets London. He gets tank. He gets some firsts. But, you know, the once solid, kind of complete roster that was Eric's is now maybe arguably one of the worst in the league. Um, and for that reason, we're going to move him to the 14th spot. Um, Damian Harris continues just to be an example of veteran or non-rookie running back who gets some hype in the offseason. People draft him in the first round of our rookie drafts and fails. He's been a complete flop so far. 1.6 points week. Uh, 1.6 points this week. Josh Downs, a better pick by Eric. He's been pretty consistent this year. Um, 12.7 points this this week, which is the best of the season. Which I'm actually kind of surprised, but he's getting good targets, just not finding the end zone yet. And the yards haven't been there, but got to like what he's doing. He did acquire 2-2 Atwell as well, 7.9 points. And to our surprise, Drake London didn't tear his ACL uh, the first game after being acquired by Eric. He had a solid 12 points this week. But overall, you know, the outlook for Eric isn't good. We'll see if he can hang on to not being in last place. He's pretty much punted this year as far as making the playoffs. Uh, long live the menu. At number 13, we got Wire. Previously, 11 moves down two spots. Now, on paper, is Wire the worst team? No, I don't think so. Um, he is the only winless team, so I can't just go by straight points for. It would be boring and predictable. You got away, in my opinion, record, points for, trends, rosters, and all that stuff. I try to do that when I'm doing these power rankings. So for that reason, I still I moved Wire down to the 13th spot. But Wire... There's one team every year that just gets the wrath of the fantasy gods, the schedule gods, and it's been wire. Last four weeks, 127, 141, 144, and 122, and he's winless during that spam. Very, very unlucky. Um, going Looking into this week, you know, the running backs killed him. He had Roshan and Akers combining for 5.5 points. Uh, Garrett Wilson, also a down game, just 7.9 points, and he's only scored 12 or more in one game so far. Kind of concerning for the uh, for this year, obviously, down the line. Not a huge concern, 
but because we've obviously seen what Wilson can do. But for the near future, it's, he's shaky. Wide receiver two, maybe three, as it stands now, like overall, not what I think he is, but been tough. But a bright spot, Curtis Samuel, who I liked in the offseason, was in my top 10 free agents. Uh, he's seen more targets and has had 14.8 and 16.5 points the last two weeks. But wire to 13, um, an unlucky start for wire. Number 12, Greg. From the sewers comes Greg, who has now won two in a row, scoring 131 and 126 points. Pretty good. Greg recently acquired DJ Moore, who immediately went off in hilarious fashion for 47 points on Thursday Night Football. Just a crazy week and just couldn't have been a funnier way for someone of a high caliber player for Eric to finally get rid of, to immediately go off on someone else's team. I feel like that's the history of the entire league of Eric having players like DeAndre Hopkins. He gets rid of him and he blows up. There's a tons more examples, but it is very funny that you know, Eric kind of serves as someone like a farm system for really good players. Elsewhere, not a lot to be desired. If you do look at the, these points matter, he did get 39 points out of those four, which is pretty solid. Um, I mean, the rest of the season is Greg probably the worst team. He got rid of Josh Allen, Pacheco as well. Anthony Richardson's not going to be hurt. Like the upside of this roster is really, really limited. And we could go back to seeing the Greg of old where he was putting up 76 and not even 100 for three straight weeks. But he won two in a row in a, in a not dumpy fashion. Two good wins. So that clears him two of last place as well. Do I think Greg may end up at the 14th spot eventually in the power rankings? Sure, but for now, two wins in a row. You know, put some respect on, on Greg's ability to find the free agents, make good trades. It's kind of the first flashy move he's made of this rebuild is acquiring DJ Moore and immediately 47 points. Moving on to 11 is Itzler, previously nine, so down two spots. You know, Itzler was as high as number six in week two, starting 2-0, and but he's now lost three in a row and scoring less every single week, going from 121 to 110, now to shitting his pants at 98. Lost the Venmo Bowl, uh, worst score of the week. Cooks, Connor. J-Rob and Raymond all scored in the single digits, and he only got two points combined from his kicker and defense. Not great. The bright spot here is Pitts, who finally had a, a respectable game with 12.2 points. That's the first time he scored above 10 points for the entire season. And Craig Reynolds is better than Gibbs. So, I mean, if Gibbs stays hurt, and you know, maybe it's sort of found a, a running back one. The big here, the big thing here is James Conner. Probably, if he's already on the IR, he's probably going on the IR uh, multiple weeks. You know, it'll be four weeks if he's on the IR. So, you know, Connor was doing great for Itzler. Last week, not that great, but prior to 20, 18.9 and 10.9, finding the end zone twice. I mean, it's pretty good. Uh, but now losing, you know, Itzler can't afford, can't afford with his depth to lose a player like Connor. So, could be a guy we see... We could see lowering in the power rankings, unfortunately. Uh, number 10, I have so many tabs open. Number 10, we got Nick. Uh, previously 12 and previously as low as 13. A team trending in the right direction. He's, he's also won two in a row, but scoring 151 and 145. Those are great scores. Big, big weeks. Um, it's pretty obvious, but you know I stated in other power rankings that for a team like Nick, Justin Field, the fields have to be plowed. 
if he wants any chance of putting up some wins. And I assume those wins would be more in the 120, 130 range, not the 145, 151 range that we've seen. But Justin Fields had to be play be, had to play better for Nick to get wins. And that's exactly what he's done the last two weeks. He's put up one, uh, 32 and 37 and a half the last two weeks. That's huge. I have to imagine that's the highest two uh, of any quarterback in that two-week span because most don't even put up 30. 30 is like a really good score. It's been up 32, almost 40. Um, really, really good four touchdowns in each of the last two games. We only had three touchdowns the last three weeks combined. So that's a monster. And we've all had the privilege of watching the best running back in football, David Montgomery, last two weeks, 36 points and 22 points, three touchdowns last week, a touchdown and 109 yards this week. You know, you get that combo going for Nick. He's going to put up some good numbers. And then, you know, this week the Pats obliterate, uh, the Saints obliterate the Pats, 24 points from his defense. Nothing great from Ayuk and Dotson, only combining for 12.3. But overall, the trend is going up for Nick, who was 0-3, you know, staring at the mile, and now has a nice little cushion. Uh, number nine, we have Josh. Josh is sneaky, 1-4. He's also uh, not had good schedule luck. He has a 153-point loss on there and a 133-point loss in the last two weeks. His opponents have scored 170 on him in the last couple weeks, but this week wasn't good. Only scored 115 in a losing effort to fall to 1-4. Uh, this one, Dak was horrible. Just got dog-walked on Sunday Night Football. Only had eight points. That's just really bad. It's actually the second time he's had eight points. Um, you just can't have that with your quarterback, especially because he only lost by nine points. If he just got anything average from Dak and Romeo, only got one catch for four yards, 0.9 points to maybe sneak a win on Monday night. Just a tough back-to-back games, fantasy-wise, for Josh in hopes of, you know, moving toward 500. Um, elsewhere, he, he had some good spots. Waddle, first touchdown of the year, 13 points. Mozart. Excuse me, 15.8 points. A-chan's going to miss some time with a knee, so expect, you know, he's already the RB2 of the year, so that should be sustainable. Uh, Cooper Cup came back looking like Cooper Cup. Uh, eight catches, 118 yards. No limitations there. So, you know, Dak's not going to score eight points every week. He hasn't been great, but, you know, he should be able, Josh should still be able to get in the 120, 130 range like he has been. Hopefully get some wins, or he could be, another sneaky candidate for running the mile. But Josh is the fastest guy alive, so that'd be the most boring mile ever. He finished it like in six minutes and maybe even five. So I don't want that to happen. Number eight, we got Rodgers, previously number 10. Another team winning two in a row after starting 0-3, um, scoring 147 to 124 those last two weeks. Rodgers has a three-headed monster. He's sticking to it. McCaffrey's been the best running back in football. He only had 14 points this week because they just killed the Cowboys. Still pretty good. I mean, he's projected 24, which is crazy, but 14.7 or 15 rounding up is, is fine. Brees Hall, leading scorer of his team, 30 points, exploded after he failed to rush for more than 60 yards in the previous three games, goes off for 177 yards. Just a huge week. And... What can only be described as the strangest sequence of events in ad drop history. Rodgers adding and dropping Derek Carr every minute. What's he going to do? Is he going to hold on to him, drop him, hold on to him, drop him? Decides at 3.10 in the morning, you know what? I'm not going to add or drop Carr for the 15th time. I'm going to add Jaleel 
McLaughlin, McLaughlin, and then he ends up being the RB1 for Denver when Javante's hurt. I mean, crazy end to the car saga with Jaleel 18 points last week, 17 points this week. I mean, we'll see if Javante can come back. That'll obviously hurt his upside, but it seemed like Pirine was the other uh, handcuff to own there. It, it It's hard to think they're not going to work in Jaleel and even when Javante's back. So regardless, has the handcuff to, to own in Denver. If not, could be a sneaky, you know, flex option, we'll, even with Javante back, so we'll see. But overall, oh, and I, I forgot to mention with Itzler losing Connor, he's got the handcuff in Arizona too, with uh, Keontae Ingram also hurt. So that could be a play for Rodgers for the next four-plus weeks. So it's a four-headed monster, possibly five running backs if Javante's hurt for longer. So you got four starting high-caliber running backs to replace, you know, you slide in Walker, and it's McCaffrey, uh, Brees Hall, Walker, and then one of those other two running backs. That can make up for a lot of the um, lack of wide receiver talent that's on Rodgers' lineup and could could have him, you know, get some more wins here. Let me take a sip of water because I don't want to pause and risk ending the podcast. All right. So for the next four rankings... I found it basically impossible to rank them because both had teams that just played each other and one had to win. And, but it had the other losing side, not really having a bad week, actually having pretty good weeks. Um, so what I did was basically just kept the rankings exactly the same as last week for the, for these four teams. So it may seem a little weird that some of these teams that are ranked lower may have won, especially against the teams that just that are ranked above them. But because it's so close based on like how I think the teams are, the resumes, how they're playing, I'm fine keeping it the way it is. And I just think it'll uh, figure itself out within the next week or two and where these four teams really stack up against each other. So for that, I have number seven at Kojak, who was number seven last week. Kojak won the Venmo Bowl, humongous 167 week on my face. Um, obviously the best of the season for Kojak, as I try to find the matchup. So he has Hertz, Etienne, and Kittle all had the best weeks of the season, with Hertz going 33, Etienne 37, and Kittle three TDs for 26, which was just hurt hurt so much to watch the Cowboys as a Cowboys fan. It's like anybody but Kittle, and it was only Kittle. Just a lot of pain. When you get 96 points from three players, you're probably going to win most weeks. And Kamara also looks like he's back to being Kamara after scoring six, uh, 16 points in his first week back, scores 19.4 in his second week back. So things looking up for Kojak, I think. I mean, he scores 167 with Devontae Smith having one catch for six yards. That's pretty awesome. Pittman, not the best game he just acquired for London, but Pittman's, I, I well, who knows? Now that Richardson's gone, I don't know if Pittman's going to be better. But uh, Kojak, right of the ship. After losing three in a row. Um, so, on the right track. But tough matchup versus Dooch next week. Actually, has, has Dooch, Eric, Dooch, Eric, four in a row. Kind of weird. But, um, yeah, number seven, Kojak. Number six, we have Dooch. Stays number six. He moves to three and two with a 150-point win. Dooch has been volatile this whole season. He's gotten... 120, then 184, then 118, now up to 150. So a lot of variance with Dooch. 
Um, he did acquire Pacheco from Greg, who immediately gave him 14.5 points, which was huge in his victory, only just being decided by 9. Thielen continues to be a stud. He had 22 points, and it's just been pretty good all year. Um, last four weeks, 16, 26, 11, and 22. Three touchdowns out of those four games. Really, really impressive by him. Uh, the goose egg from Hunter Henry stung. He, he had some pretty good weeks early on. Kind of started to fade, but only just getting zero. Always stinks. But good sign with Hopkins, who had a huge game. Eight catches, 140 yards. The previous high for this year was 65 in week one. So I still like the potential. I still I think the top seven here is the, the, the winning the gene um, threshold. Maybe if Rodgers can just hit one wide receiver, maybe he can sneak into that threshold. But, um, yeah, I still like where Juju's at even more so with the Pacheco trade. Uh, number five is Rob, who just lost to Dooch, which why this may seem weird. Um, but that was only Rob's first loss of the season. Still put up 141. He was 4-0 going into that. Not a bad loss. Not a bad showing. Rob making some big moves, acquiring Josh Allen and Madison. Both showed up. Josh put 33 points on the board. Uh, Madison 12.4. Rookie Jordan Mee has continued to, to look pretty impressive. And now that Justin Jefferson may miss upwards of the whole year, you've got to think Jordan Mee's potential is even higher. But this year, he's had three touchdowns in four games, or five games, I should say. 14, 15, 9, then the 0, and then the 15.4. Just really, really impressive from the rookie. Um, so he should see an uptick. Just Rob's ceiling, I think, I think increases, obviously, with the trades. Cook had his first bad week of the year, rushing five times for negative four yards. But overall, Cook's been awesome. Laporta looks great. He just needed a little bit more this week from Bijan. I know we gave him 12, but not, you know, not the projected 18. And um, and Lamb was a, was a dud. I mean, Dak only had eight points, so, you know, Lamb's not going to have anything. He only had 6.9 points. So those couple factors, Cook's worst game, Dallas getting blown out. Still scored 141, Rob. So 4-1, and one, um, only one back of the division. Not bad. Number four is me. So I'm kind of on the opposite end of some of these other teams that we mentioned that I've lost. I've started off 3-0 and lost my last two. Uh, I, I lost scoring 123 and most recently 160. That really hurts. It's pretty – it probably only happens once, maybe twice a year with the second highest score of the week. Ends up losing. That happened to be me, 160. It's tough. Um, if I would have started Kirk Cousins, I would have won. If I would have started Lamar Jackson last week, I would have won. Could have been 5-0. Would have, could have, should have. But I still like my team a lot. Um, Tyreek Hill is a cheat code, another 30-point game. Puka Nakua looks like he can still thrive along Cup, even though everyone was just like basically declaring uh, Puka dead in the first drive, which was crazy. He's still very good. Caught a touchdown, 16 points. Losing A-Chan's going to stink. He's been, I, th in, I think he's the running back three right now, and he's basically going to be playing three games. He's been electric with five touchdowns in three games. So losing that's going to suck, but hopefully, you know, the Colts start giving carries to uh, Josh, you know, Jonathan Taylor. It's like, why did we even give him the money if we're just going to make uh, Zach Moss the bell cow here? So hopefully that doesn't become a committee or whatever, because I definitely need Taylor to be at least an RB2 type player to have some upside here. Uh, and Jacobs and Myers are, are really good, which is cool. Uh, the 
the Raiders aren't really good, but they somehow put up good fantasy numbers. So that's pretty cool. Um, overall, can't be upset with my performance. Obviously upset about the matchup, but three and two, hopefully I can write the ship soon. Number three is Tiz. First loss of the year, moves a four and one, and it was a decent showing, a decent showing scoring 138. I will say, as far as the upside of these teams, Tiz has only put up over 141 time. So his floor has been incredible. He hasn't scored lower than 130. But besides week three, where he scored 171, his point total has been 130, 131, 138, and 138. That's not that's not amazing. He, I mean, he's definitely getting some schedule luck with opponents scoring 117, 96, and then 123 against him. Um, but the floor is, is very good. I mean, that's good for regular season, probably not great for the playoffs. So maybe I've had Tiz ranked a little too high just because he wasn't losing. But moving him down one from two seems appropriate, just given the overall upside of his season. Uh, that being said, 138, nothing to sneeze at. I will, And another thing about Tiz's underperformance, in my opinion, because I assume all those weeks in 130, he's been under projections. He's had to be in the red. That although Mahomes is putting up 20-plus in all the games, he's also scored under projections in every single week this year, too. It's kind of interesting. Could just be... You know, Yahoo overprojecting him. Like, are you that upset that Mahomes scored 22 and he's projected 27? Maybe not, but I think the upside of Tiz's team has a lot to do with Mahomes putting up those 30, 35, 40 point games, which he hasn't done this year. Um, this week, running backs let Tiz down. Sanders, Henry combining for 10.9 points. He also had a stinker from Adams on Monday Night Football, only scoring six and a half. Underrated is Hollywood Brown, who has now had an, a really weird last four weeks. Almost identical. 14.4, 14.6, 14.1, and 14.1. Weird, but really good. Very consistent flex play, or even, you know, wide receiver 2-1 worthy. And Diggs is a stud, 22 points. Uh, just just obviously really good. Um, but who we lost to, on the other side of that, was Rich, who I'm moving up to my number 2 spot. So you want to talk about upside. I mean, yeah, he has a loss week 1, scoring 102. But Rich has now won four in a row, and he scored 175, 131, 177, and now 145. That's awesome. That's that's up there. It's got to be out there with Chad's points four. I think Rich is second overall in points four, but really high upside, and everyone stunk week one. So, I mean, besides that, he's probably been the second or first best team in the league so far. Um, this week, Jamar Chase, three touchdowns, 47.5 points. Just a ridiculous, uh, you know, a ridiculous week because it was more than his other four weeks combined. Our the rookie Spears had his first touchdown of the year, 16 points, and getting 18 points from your defense will never hurt either. And this is all, this is all being done with Saquon not playing since week two, right? He had nine points at 25, 26 points basically. So he's putting up these 177 or and in a winning four in a row. With Barkley sitting for two weeks. So he gets Barkley back. I mean, even this week, he didn't have Mike Evans, who's been playing well, and Herbert has been great. Still waiting for Fournette to find a team. You got to think he'll get signed somewhere. But overall, this team this team can win it all. Maybe he'll decide to not start Parsons, who's just not a good fantasy player. Great real-life player, just not a good fantasy player. Um, but yeah, Ridge, number two. 
And number one remains the only undefeated team left, which is Chad. He's also still number one in points for even only scoring 127 this week. Thank you, Eric. I mean, thank you to the menu. Chad will say it's to keep his undefeated streak alive because if Eric would have stayed put, definitely would have won this week, especially with the DJ Moore performance. But still, you know, credit to Chad for putting out a good lineup out there. We got Swift in four straight games, scoring 15 or more, and is now the RB9 of the year. He got to see his boy Pickens live in the Pickens jersey, courtesy of Nick Famulari, going for 6-130 in a tutty for 25 points, and the game-winning touchdown was electric. He's crazy. He's just so much fun to see live because he just is never really open, and then he just makes these crazy catches. Um, the big the big thing will be Justin Jefferson, right? We know it's going to be four weeks. Is it going to be longer? Are the, are the Vikings just going to stink so much he's not even going to bother putting himself out there when he wants his new contract? He's obviously the best receiver in football, maybe behind Tyreek Hill, but calling the best receiver in football dynasty for sure. Um, that I, you know, I still think Chad would, you know, I'm sure you can look back at the matchups where he's, Chad's killing teams. I'm sure if you remove Justin Jefferson from his lineup, he's still, it's probably five and zero, right? So I think Chad still has the pieces and the upside to win games and certainly win a division. It's going to be, you know, there's a lot of good teams, and I think, obviously, you need a Justin Jefferson to put yourself in that title favorite, and the Justin Jefferson injury probably slides Chad back into the top, you know, six, five, four tier that I was mentioning earlier, and not necessarily Chad versus the world, where it seemed like that was where we were heading uh, through the first four weeks. So that is it, guys. Um... I hopefully will not delete this, and if I do, you'll never know anyway, but this is fun. Um, like I said, I'm going to attempt to be able to post this. If you're hearing it, obviously I was able to post it, and then I'll get feedback um, as far as if you want this version or the written version. First time doing this in two years, even though it's my third time doing it. Hopefully be less mumbly. Hopefully we'll do it on the first shot, and then hopefully we'll just get better, because the more you do something, the more better you got it. Like I said, Chad, Eric, hit me up. Let's do this. Let's get the band bath together. Let's do it. But if not, until next week, bye.